0: I said, give me the hell, yeah! Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode sixty seven of the Brothers. Whoa, it's a hour of discussion wasn't really loud a second ago but now it's super loud so i apologize for the first few seconds here uh first of all let's get some stuff out of the way let's talk uh bodpodcast.com that's where you're gonna find the other 66 episodes of the brothers of discussion uh, as well as the blogs that we never post that's 66 <laughs> episodes blogs Uh, We've also got At BOD Podcast Where you're going to find us on Facebook and Twitter At BOD Podcast And if you could, please, go over to iTunes Go over to SoundCloud, go over to Google Play Go over to what have you Like, subscribe, review Please, do what you can To help grow the show Uh, We would like to see uh, We'd like to see these numbers get boosted up Because we know There's at least one group of people that's listening And uh they work for the wwe (laughs) they've been taking our advice week after week uh jumping in here mike let's go right into some nxt uh because we know that's where all their great ideas come from or from all of our uh, interpretations and fantasy bookings and just hopes and wishes for our favorite brand uh it it became the focal point this week and uh, to to just put the cherry on top even the weekly episode of nxt did not disappoint this was just this whole i mean this whole company could just go straight up nxt and pro wrestling fan you know what it would just destroy aew
1: uh
0: but that that's not their goal their goal is to become uh the disney world of pro wrestling um now do that
1: i can tell you've thought a lot about this and i just want to say hello we're at minute 59 and i just said my first words
0: you're not winning I'm, the pete holmes award it's for all the no i am Loves movies fans out there
1: yep there's Mike, some of those I, out there. I, I take
0: it then you want you want to jump in and talk about mia yim and xylee why, why don't you go ahead and take it away Let's, there you go
1: <laughs> matt it's was this you know last week did we see the worst episode of nxt ever we we made that argument.
0: I I've been reading reviews online where not a lot of people agreed with us. Um, wow! But you know, it's just one thing to read that the match card has certain guys in it. It's another thing to watch the match. People, you gotta accept. Everybody has some bad matches. You can't just go. I love this guy. Anything he's in is great. We could still judge it. We could still say it was a bad ep. We. <laughs> We got Ricochet and Adam Cole, baby, and it just wasn't that hot. But let's not. No, we won't dwell we, on that again.
1: We back to back, maybe the worst episode of NXT I've ever seen, with maybe the best episode of NXT I've ever seen.
0: What? Well, well, I, I won't go that far. It, it was definitely one of the biggest. It's the biggest jump between. I'm gonna die on this hill.
1: Hey, I am going to climb insane. this hill, and I am going to Velveteen Rainmaker onto you, you for this fight. You are
0: insane. Mike, there's been Undisputed Era Tag Team Championship matches. We we saw Pete Dunn, uh, Ricochet, and Adam Cole last year. Don't yes. give me that baloney. Yes. That
1: was- keep Keep giving me all those second and third place entries, Matt, because this was number one.
0: All right. Well, Mike, tell me why it was number one
1: first of all boom opens up with alistair black's theme song arguably the greatest theme song in wrestling history number two that about that closes out with the greatest north american one-on-one match since ricochet versus alistair black and that was at well oh, damn it versus Versus Adam Cole, Matt. You you know, you gave me this great beer for Christmas, and I've kept it open. It's been growing mold, and I've still been drinking it. It is really potent. Um in between all that, we you know, we got bookended with two great one-on-one matches, and we were able to plant some seeds. We were able to get some seeds growing. We got to learn a little bit about Matt Riddle, which I I know you're really excited to talk about. Uh we got Zaya Lee who she makes my heart go pa pum, pump pa pump. Pum. She got to go in a one on one match against Maya Yim. and we got a big schmaza ladies getting mad at another A plus segment from the NXT Women's Champion, Miss Shayna Baszler.
0: Mike and I Matt. Will give you...
1: we got a haunting haunting. Devil on your shoulder. One sentence promo from Tommaso Champa where he said i'm here if you need me and matt we have so many seeds planted this night oh it's a bountiful garden of storylines i can't wait for the next episode of nxt matt well,
0: that wraps up nxt that's it the next thing we have to talk about was two oh
1: five. matt this velveteen dream and gargano match it's just another reminder why gargano is one of the best in the business yeah. um Cause we both, you know, dreams. He's a baby. He's green. You know, he's not an, He's not. You know, he's he's not putting on AJ Styles matches. He's not putting on Gargano matches. But Gargano is just able to elevate anybody he's fighting in that ring. Um, well, this I, I... match had such like uh, not just emotional twists, but like stylistic twists. Uh, where when Gargano was you know more in control, it had you know more mat wrestling, more chain wrestling. And things seemed to turn around when Gargano went for the Tennessee sequence. Uh, You you know, Irish whip into the ropes. You hit the ground on your belly. um, You know, and then you do the leapfrog and the, you know, clothesline or dropkick. Gargano went for the chest hitting the ground. And Dream, instead of acquiescing to the sequence, got on his knees and did that weird Velveteen Dream serpentine move where he kind of, like, moonwalks on his knees. And from there it became a um a much stiffer contest with, you know, much higher stakes after that, with Gargano selling a a lost tooth because of a Velveteen Dream right hook. Um And then we got a series of, you know, DDTs, we got suplexes, we got, you know, avalanche attempts at the uh Dream Drivers. Um And then, you know, we got the the patented moves flying outside. Um and some pretty good taunts out of it too. Gargano kind of um, uh, calling back to Dream, thinking he's Hulk Hogan, which he—that is not the first time we're going to talk about, or last time we're going to talk about Hogan in this episode. Um, but Gargano doing the, you know, the, the hand, the wrist flips around your ear, trying to get a crowd reaction. Um, I just—I loved every second of this match, and I. I I don't know how much we really care about scores, but if you do, this for me was, you know, four and a half, five. It was, I was entertained start to finish. Matt, your thoughts on the dream, taking the belt from Gargano?
0: Well, I mean, I I would say in my favorite NXT episodes, there were multiple five-star matches. So, uh, just to get back to your initial argument, um, you know, you've got to question that. uh, You you give it a four and a half, two, five. So, somewhere in there. Um, Yeah, I mean, there... You you leave very little to to discuss in regards to the match and the moves, um, but that's that's not what I'm about. I, I'm about what's what's next. I, I want to know, you know, what it, if if we're gonna talk Champa and, and Johnny and I, I'm here if you need me. I I think you know there, there's there's so much to talk about this week with Gargano and Champa. I, I wasn't quite ready to jump into it, but there's there's so much to un, unravel from this entire week um and the the main roster setup is is where these questions need to come from too is you know what 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 was what was i don't want to say what was the point because it was beautiful and and i hope people don't look too far past uh the idea that this was just these were two great episodes of television um and that's you know that's that's a whole another topic to unravel. Uh, but to get in, into the Gargano stuff and the Champa stuff, you, you really got to start to ask questions about, you know, what was was there was there a reason behind getting these guys in a tag match on TV to start building them up as as a tag team. And then you go to an episode of NXT and and you can see that you know, th- there's there's things starting to unravel. You could you could see it going in one direction where you know, now Gargano's ready to, to take a step towards Champa, but it's just I I know we're going out of order. I I, I um I don't I don't know, Mike. There's uh, I don't know if you want to jump into this now, because now that we talked Velveteen and Gargano, we kind of have to talk the the cameos, because it all it all rolls into one. Um, so basically yeah, we'll have time. Coinage... we we'll,
1: we'll make time for news and notes later. I mean, let's let's get right into it. This was a huge story, Matt. This is. you know your favorite sport outside of pro wrestling is the nhl and this definitely to me it was the first thing i thought of all these nxt guys getting call-ups but it doesn't feel like it's permanent and it feels like these guys are just getting cups of coffee to get their feet wet and kind of you know gauge crowd interest in four of the biggest guys in nxt did this kind of feel like that to you a little bit like um like an nhl call-up just kind of a kind of a brief you know, we even we even labeled this segment cameo. We we don't have any belief that this is a long term um, situation. Do you do you kind of do you like that assessment?
0: It doesn't. You know, I'll I'll put two I'll put two stamps on that. I'll say I agree, but it doesn't have to be a long segment, and it shouldn't be. Um, I I I will never understand why this isn't done more often. And this gets into what our first point of the show was: is how how often our one listener of our podcast uh, you know, gets ideas from us and that, that is WWE Creative because we've been asking and hoping for uh, this, this sort of turn of event where uh, you've got NXT guys coming up just just to wrestle I mean, you think about um, and I, I, I think I might have texted this at you or maybe I tweeted it but all of this comes back to this idea that Stephanie McMahon said she wants to be Disney World Well, you're not going to be Disney World when you put everything in a silo. Or, not Disney World, but Disney. Uh, But you're not going to be Disney when you put everything into a silo and you make sure they don't touch each other. They all have to touch each other. And they all can help boost each other. That's why, and just bear with me here, but that's why they sell at Disney. They have the movie, they have the Blu-ray, and then they have the Diamond Celebration that comes out after the movie's been out for 50 years they have the toys, they have the shirts, they have the rides. Uh you know, they've got sections of their parks that are based on properties that they own. And then they have hotels. And then it just get now they're going to have their own network. Now they're actually following the WWE in that sense, but if you have an opportunity to have these NXT guys, maybe you need to sell more NXT tech. Maybe you want those NXT live shows to be even bigger. You know how you do that? You put them on goddamn TV and give people a reason to watch them. That's what this should be. That's where you take that next step as a business and you start to, you know, you talk about the competitions getting bigger. Talk about the WWE having an opportunity to sell out stadiums down the street from, uh, and I, I don't, you know, neither one of us hate AEW and we want to see it succeed and we will be watching it when it starts. But when you look at this from a business perspective, if the WWE could build up a third brand that sells out arenas on a weekly basis, why wouldn't you do that? They could actually build their entire schedule to follow AEW, and while they're at music halls down the street, WWE has a- NXT, SmackDown, or Raw going in an arena. Just to just to flaunt how big your, sh- your schlong is. But I'll, like that's what this should be. I I don't know Great. if we can put that on there right now. But that's you know, that's what this should be, that's what this could be. An opportunity to build up these and you know, and then I say properties in regards to like think of Disney and I have a Disneyland mug right in front of me. Star Wars and all the Pixar characters, and of course you've got Mickey Mouse. Um the the properties and, and it's not NXT, that's your that's your brand. Your properties are Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa you start to make a character that people want to know what the hell's going on, or you see Ricochet, and you're like, holy crap, this guy's doing this on a weekly basis? This is normal for him? You know, and, and think about the announcer's job. Not that I think Michael Cole did a good job, but at least they were out there saying some of the moves. I know 630 is a really hard move to remember. but Right. Uh, yeah, Cole failed on that one. There's the, uh... Oh! That was, I believe that was the exact call. But, um, so the properties are, are these guys and, and you start to, you know, give them these definitions where Ricochet is that the smooth calculated technical high flyer and, and to keep highlighting the fact that this guy not only is smooth, but he just, you know, has been pushing to be the most smooth, uh, uh transitioning superstar in, in the company. And then he goes out there and does it. Right. I, I just it it if well, that c- is what their plan is that is the way to do it I, I will say
1: that well i think well one two two things jumped to mind one was when you were saying uh you know you got the product you know the characters and then you turn it into a, a ride and a dvd and then the criterion um they're they're pretty good at doing that with rick flair <laughs> um his criterion <laughs> dvd is coming out again uh but um what this really made me think of was how heavily John Cena used to get booked as Superman, and I, I don't—I think that that is more accurate than they realize. Because kind of kind of piggybacking on what you're saying, they they did used to put all their chips, you know, kind of DC style into Superman and Batman, and what this approach is doing is it's morphing into uh you know a much more disney marvel approach where i i you know in our youth you know we we loved superheroes but we never would have fathomed that a black panther movie would be made that was good um and it would make tons of money it wasn't just a niche audience it was you know everybody went and saw that movie because of uh the way they let black panther kind of you know they kind of you got your feet wet with him, and he rubbed elbows with iron man and captain america and like man we want to see more of this guy and that's that's what this whole booking week reminds me of getting these guys rubbing elbows with the seamuses with the cesaros with the elias's um with the finn Balors, um you know the lashleys you know the guys who are are known names already yeah and now they're you know now you want to see more of this mysterious alistair black you want to see more of this weird fiendishly bearded monster named tomaso champa um you want to see this you know real life superhero ricochet um and then you got johnny johnny wrestling who you know he's just uh he's already he's 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 ready to be marketed and packaged he's a he's a born you know nickname um i i it's it's unbelievable like we saw we got a taste of it at the royal rumble where they finally started this year and a little bit in the previous year, uh, getting away from putting legends out there, like let these young guys go, um, get some eyeballs on them, because it's it's just money for everybody else. Like, I I think I think your idea is is WWE's ultimate goal is to have you know um, uh, a scenario where they have three main brands, and who who knows if they'd even consider it. Um, like a proving ground anymore in and in a way they would want to have something in that capacity i think but like as far as the hardcore fan goes that's 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 nxt um so i, I don't think your idea is that far-fetched um i just i know they want to have some sort of proving ground and i think um as far as marketing it and helping get the younger newer wrestlers over it it helps explain why they might have a you know a losing streak to start or um you know why their character is kind of you know evolving like within a month you know and it's not a you know it's it's not um you know like like eric bugenhagen is probably going to be the bouge pretty soon uh he's not going to have that long clunky name for very long i don't think as long as he's popular and um yeah i i think your your disney connection is a is a good one um and I'm glad that you know WWE's listening to the past couple episodes to uh, <laughs> help all these guys make some money for sure. Uh, Matt, hot tag question here. We're staying on the same subject, uh, just taking it a little different direction. Um, I think this booking went over really well, um, you know, on a lot of wrestling websites, on Twitter, on Facebook. But one spot where it definitely bombed was the live audience so hot hot tag question does this arguably one of the worst crowds i've ever seen for a monday night raw show does this do you think that this kind of gives wwe or you know people like vince mcmahon does it give them pause to run things like this again or do you think this is more of an anomaly
0: no i mean you you brought up before like uh you know maybe this is just us talking now that i think about it but um you brought up comedians, and, and uh, I think you were talking about how we should structure our show. And uh, I, I just want to bring that idea up again and make these parallels. So first of all, I'm making parallels to Disney. Now I'm making parallels to comedians. Um, I, I listen to podcasts that uh, a, a lot of different avenues of media and live performance are mixed together, and people talk about how they got there. Okay one thing you can never help is a shitty crowd so this is this is not something where the wwe made this decision lightly Uh, and it's not like they don't have the takeovers to look at to see what these guys could be they just need more exposure um and they need to be pushed the right way i think them winning is 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 the biggest factor i mean any any of these teams that come gets called up from from nxt and then they start a losing streak then we know what to think when they come out for their next match um but uh, you know to make to make that point um uh i guess the more important thing to me are those wins and 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 what the the story kind of story holds for these guys and that that does way more uh i'm trying not to say damage uh than, than just having a dead crowd and and i think if you know if they took a trip over to uh social media which i you know we know they do because they troll their own fans all the time on social media. But they they know that we saw how how horrible those fans were. And if if you take a look at that show again, they're in a a very tiny, uh, quote unquote, arena. Um, right. That that was a small one. That barely had a second deck. So, <laughs> uh sorry, second deck made me
1: laugh. Uh, yeah, those for those that... fans were a second sub deck. That was really bad. <laughs>
0: Uh, it makes you. So do
1: you think this... it makes you kind of wonder, though? Like, what kind of? Why do you think they picked this small arena? Like, it wasn't a surprise that it didn't have a lot of seats. Well, that, um, you know why? Why wouldn't the... you save it for Chicago, Detroit, um, L.A.? You know, cities that are are known for big crowd reactions. Why do you think they did that?
0: I wonder, and this is kind of what I was bringing up before when I said if we're going to talk uh, Johnny losing to Velveteen, we'd have to talk about these cameos, because I think there had to be some thought in regards to you know why isn't johnny why aren't johnny and champa you know fighting singles matches why are they in a tag match you know it doesn't for that for where the storyline is you can start to see that they're coming along but to say that you're in your first match which we know uh they've already been on the main roster before in past lives uh, but you're in your first match as Gargano and Champa, and you're in a tag team. That doesn't quite make sense. So, my argument before, talking about Velveteen taking down Johnny Wrestling, was that they wanted to put uh, more emphasis on the fact that these uh, these guys are close right now. Because it needs to be more devastating for later now that's that's kind of getting outside of the realm of of what you know of what you're asking i I think there's probably more that goes into it of you know if if we get a crowd like this they're not going to be too hard to handle you know like alistair black's got to go out there and do his first promo maybe there's an idea here that he they weren't necessarily looking for uh a positive response. They were just trying to give these guys a crowd that will not give a huge negative response. And I think the last thing that would have been uh, helpful for Alistair in that promo with uh, with Elias is just one what chant would have been not not doom. You know, it wouldn't doom his career going forward, but it definitely would have been unnecessary from the fans as the what chant always is, but it just it would have sold the wrong picture. And I think right now to just have the a dead crowd and the only thing that is really going for them is the excitement on social media and the announcers which again not the best job but they did they serve their purpose uh i think that does a lot for the fans going forward because if they don't see a positive or a negative reaction from the fans um that won't necessarily come through on tv like it won't it won't tell a story through the tv the same way booze and cheers do at least mm. from my perspective
1: well we talk so much on the show about any reactions a good reaction so it it just kind of scared me a little bit to see all four of these guys come out to crickets but um at least on monday night it on smackdown the crowd was a lot a lot more engaged uh we got ricochet chants alistair chants uh johnny wrestling chants and i heard a few psycho killer chants they didn't quite pop the mic on that one, uh, but it, it was audible through the TV. Um,
0: well, I'll I'll say don't you know don't count out the conversations online because those those do mean a lot. So crickets do include people not even talking about you after the match is over, and and I mean, uh, you this, know what this is something that was covered on on ESPN. So I, I, I think it I think it means something.
1: One one thing I don't want to forget, and we. i'm gonna butcher it because i I don't remember the exact quote um but alistair calling out the crowd very subtly in his promo um about making people fade to black and it sounds like you know you might if you think you have an interest in being quiet don't worry uh you're about to watch fade to black um and i really wanted him to you know kind of walk up and down the aisles and start super kicking people sitting on their hands uh black mass kicking i apologize um how dare you! I know, it's such an embarrassment. I can't embarrassment. believe you just you... <laughs> said super. Kick. What the fuck? It's not even close to a super kick. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alistair Block. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, Mike. Who gives a fuck? I, I I know who we just apologized to, and I do it too. But you know, honestly, fuck, fuck everyone. I, I made a post <laughs> earlier today on on uh, on Facebook about. Uh, I know this was recorded weeks ago, but I'm counting this as a three, uh, three-match winning streak for Alistair. And then somebody responds and says they're all recorded in advance. Thanks, fuckhead! Who- why is everyone that's a wrestling fan always on this fucking trip to prove that they're a wrestling fan? What the fuck? They're all recorded. Thanks, buddy! God damn it. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) <laughs> uh if it's not that that it's someone telling us to stop whining when we're just making a joke uh it's it's it breeds this horrible it's the same thing with you know all the disney properties too all the star wars and comic books Who get, you don't need to prove that you're a fan why can't you just be a fan of things it's that uh goddamn uh uh oh shit what's the word it's uh the masculine bloody blah it's the same thing of like proving your you know, oh you gotta if you can't lift that car over there, you're a wuss. Like yeah. it's it's the same thing. It's just the nerdy way of doing it. Like fucking ah, fuck them. <laughs> I hate people. Oh.
1: Uh, eh. Whatever.
0: I, I thought this was a great week of pro wrestling and it's just it's another. If thing you had if you had your TV if, if you had your T
1: V muted. If you had your T V muted, this was the greatest week in wwe history at least selfishly for our purposes because of how much we love this nxt roster no and
0: it it was i i i want to say it it was a great have your tvs on this is great wrestling if anybody is getting hung up on that stupid crowd why can't we just we can we can watch it we know it's good we know ricochet i think god damn it he looked like he was ready to cry he was so nervous and excited i eat
1: that shit up you know what's funny about him is he cuts promos like i think we would if we got signed to wwe and we were able to go on monday night raw like that kind of nervous just authentic energy you know what i mean
0: yeah that was beautiful it was it was
1: touching stuff like he he really felt like he really came off as like a genuine you know fan of what was happening, and kind of that, you know, wide-eyed, like, wow, this is real now. You know, I'm, I'm on Raw and SmackDown. Um,
0: I mean, that's, you know, that's the same thing I ever, I always ask for from, like, uh, my my musical artists. Like, those performers. Like, I love the Foo Fighters. That's because every single song that they put out just sounds like they're screaming their hearts out into the microphone Uh, you know and it doesn't have to be a scream it's just you want to feel with them like that's the whole thing that's why we do performance art that's why we watch movies and we want to we want to feel something and yeah you know there's just there's too many people right now you've got i mean you brought up matt riddle before man that guy just i don't know if he does care but the vibe he gives is he doesn't give a fuck and it totally turns me off and the same thing with uh maybe not bianca's words, but her delivery just totally turns me off where it's like, "Come on, care a little bit, put some of that ricochet like yeah, when he's talking. It's not I overdid it, but he's just he's got like that excited little twist and growl on his on his promos, and I've given him a hard time before, but I really came around this past week where really yeah, you know, that's just how he talks, and it's it's different from like. We've got inflections to complain about. We've got pacing from Charlotte that will never make sense to me and no god ever talked like that.
1: I really want Ricochet, he should have been the first ever uh women's tag team champion because that was some (laughs) god awful microphone work by Bailey and Sasha. That was embarrassing. I don't know Uh, if they were trying to, like, hold together their emotions and, you know, kind of play it off like we're tough and we've got more to do. And I know they verbally said that, but there was no indication that they were emotionally invested in what transpired. Yeah.
0: I totally agree. And I I read uh, Bleacher Report, and they gave that segment, like, a B, and they said two heartfelt promos from Bailey and Sasha. Whoa! And I I just—now I'm starting to wonder, does the guy who writes— for, wait let's let's do this um kevin berg uh he's got a twitter here let's let's at him i have no problem doing this he is at the berg uh <laughs> t-h-e-b-e-r-g-e underscore okay so he couldn't even get the berg he's the berg underscore is this guy even watching I mean, he's got one of the best episodes of Monday Night Raw ever, and he gives that promo a B and says they gave heartfelt promos for these tech. It felt like they were out there convincing themselves that this was a major accomplishment. And it is a major accomplishment. How easy could it... Listen to me talking about it right now. Why can't they go out there and talk about the first ever women's tag champions and and not be so bad at it? That they made me like Nia Jax again, Mike. That's that is ridiculous. Nobody should have ever made me like Nia Jax again, and here I am after she comes out there and just goes blah. Like that was fucking perfect. That was perfectly timed. I'm I'm not quite back on the Nia Jax train because you know I was the conductor last WrestleMania, but (laughs) man, like I I I thought Nia
1: I thought Nia hit a, a home run on Monday. Yeah, uh
0: she made them look like a couple of idiots and then they're yeah because they were like fu- they
1: were they were bumbling and fumbling and bumbling over their words oh my and god. they had to give such nothing promos and naya kind of stomped out and you know the crowd finally <laughs> finally showed a little life when they were booing her and her just her dismissive uh-huh. <laughs> and then her correcting um sasha's grammar oh my uh-huh. god I was falling out of my chair. I, I thought Naya hit a, a home women's
0: run. with an E. And then Sasha <laughs> just looks at her
1: like... <laughs> I'm gonna fucking you! Oh, shut up!
0: It's she, hard up then, here, okay? That has always bothered me. I've just never mentioned it. But she, you know, Sasha always says woman or woman's. And it's right. no, it's women's. It's yeah, women. I don't know course, if I it's... said it wrong right now, but
1: well i don't know if it's a subtle nod to her you know preferring the solo act instead of the tag team but i mean at this point are we still doing that storyline i mean they just became the first tag team champions ever we're not even a defense and we're in the first promo since the belts have been won really yeah really that's what we're going for no that was one
0: of the i'm not buying that yeah that was that was one of the the dumb dirt sheet rumors uh Sasha and Bailey back on the WrestleMania card, like them fighting each other. It's like what? Oh the f- come no. on! Have them do a, a goddamn title defense. Oh come <laughs> on! Have them hold the titles for at least a month before we start. Talking
1: are we about are are shit. we really gonna turn those into the raw SmackDown hot potato belts? Like the... <laughs> no, hot please.
0: Potato belts. You know, please. I, there's one thing that I, I was thinking about with NXT and and how it always stays fresh. And it's still this would involve a lot of turnover, mind you, but you get title holders for a very long time and then they never hold it again. <laughs> like <laughs> I You know, it's it's probably the reason that like maybe college sports are so successful or or maybe now the turnover in like the NFL is so good or or maybe not so good but it's it's just there's more of it you know guys don't really make it into their 30s in the nfl anymore right you've got a lot of guys that you got to pay and that i I know we've already talked about that being an issue but man can we you know have someone hold on to the belt and then we can give it to someone else like it doesn't always have to be ah it doesn't have to be the same five freaking guys all the time and i i I don't know maybe i'm transitioning into kofi but i I know i'm not quite ready to to go into that yet but god damn where were we we didn't even talk about ricochet and finn balor having the uh, i was trying to coin like the 12 pack would be their tag team name i was thinking like (laughs) infinite pack because there's so many abs because it's not just six it's there's like there's like 12 already for each of them i don't know and then, and then, of course, you've got Sanity getting buried even further. Uh, I just... Oh,
1: well, I mean, at least, at least we remembered Eric Young is still employed. That was kind of nice. I honestly <laughs> forgot. I honestly forgot. I forgot what his trunks looked like, and I thought it was, like, Razor Ramon. I didn't know what he was wearing. Um, uh, but, oh. uh, Matt, there's... If I may... Yeah. Um... I, I, okay, we'll stick with this. Uh, with Ricochet, you know he got to go over against uh, Sanity, and I, I don't think that's a big surprise. But where was Killian Dane? Why did we only get Alexander Wolfe announced? Um, maybe wasn't Dane one know. of our Rumble participants, and uh, like just a, just a year ago, He's that, yeah. he was. Wasn't he at greatest Royal Rumble? Now the yeah. guy's just totally off the map.
0: I I don't know. I, I know on Twitter he was pretty vocal, and all of us all of a sudden it stopped. So I don't know.
1: Who told him to shut like, up?
0: Yeah, there's probably like two ways to do it. Where you're like passive aggressive, and you make jokes like uh, Dash and Dawson. Yeah. Uh, and then there's what Killing and Dane would just go be like, "Fuck this! It won't be on TV," <laughs> and that doesn't appear. <laughs> that doesn't appear to work too well. And he also got like Nikki Cross involved, which, you know, good on her. I don't think she she took the bait. I know I know they're they're uh, engaged now to be married, but uh, I, don't, I don't know why he's trying to fuck over Nikki Cross too.
1: But I don't know. Let her have a career, man. Shut yeah, up.
0: Give her a shot. Um, uh, I, I, and then uh, you know with with Aleister Black, uh, we had uh, uh, Andrade. I put Andrade C N Almas. So I gotta get. I gotta see that.
1: Like, you know what. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that by name because that was the only match that kind of bummed me out. Um, yeah, if only because always I would have. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you're not familiar with um, Alistair's work, then this is just kind of a hollow, you know, rematch. I, I wish that Alistair could have been established before we went back to this, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and they are kind of just turning Alistair into a very cool entrance. You know they they didn't really let him in either night.
1: He did get a promo on Monday though.
0: Yeah, he said I'm gonna I'm gonna kick you right in the mouth. Yeah, he
1: still got to do his little black he. Well, he made that joke on the crowd. I'm not too upset with that. Um, well,
0: we're we're putting <laughs> we're making some assumptions there that he went out there with the plan. <laughs>
1: well, All I mean, right, I, it's your first yeah. time
0: on Raw, why don't you just go out there and improvise?
1: <laughs> well champa you know champa's uh he's probably the best of the four do you think um he got to get in the revival yeah. space and then he got to you know get in sheamus and cesaro's face and i loved that because i i'm you know claudio what was his name claudio uh savio you know baby cesaro antonio cesaro yeah. you know he know he knows those guys you know he's been wrestling those guys for years um he seemed genuinely tickled to see them coming down the ramp, um, but Sheamus and Cesaro are such pros. I think that was a perfect book too to um, have them as kind of the condescending look. We combined outweigh these guys by like two hundred pounds. Like they don't, they shouldn't be in the same ring as us. Go have fun on two o five live. Um, but I thought that was just a really strong story to tell, and
0: no, and, I. This is... You're making the perfect point because... I mean, this is why this topic we could just go on for hours. Think about how many guys have come up and you've just... I mean, we just talked about the the tag champions on Raw. I mean, they were buried because they were looked... You know, it was like, well, they're not really going to be AOP. Look how small they are. I mean, it's just... It was that over and over. But this is... This is Gargano and Champa come up and take down two giants they're they're just dwarfed and this is their first time and this is an opportunity to go you know the main roster is actually better than nxt you guys and that's not the story that was told like that's why this is so i i know there isn't a carryover for characters but i think the story here is is huge uh 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 six match win streak for nxt over the main roster yeah. I know, and then I, I we're crafting this ourselves. I recognize that. I know that I'm not, I'm not fantasy booking a, a tournament uh, of sorts or the Ryder Cup that I want so bad with NXT versus NXT UK. But there's got to be something going on here, a little bit deeper. Maybe you know, and and one thing we haven't brought up yet is something that Fox wanted when they signed their contract is they want NXT on TV. They like hmm. that product and they want to focus on sports and they think this focuses on sports more than any other product that the wwe has so is this that start is it leading into wrestlemania i hope is not it leading into summerslam and eventually the fall i hope not when i don't want to have over?
1: to i don't want to have to pay for cable again i thought i was done with that <laughs> <laughs> i've just i've just been stealing ron smackdown on twitch and then i pay for the wwe network to get my nxt fix every week um well, there you I, go. I,
0: you just gotta keep. Then you got a new show to steal on Twitch. Oh shit! But now you just gave it away. Damn it! No Triple. Ah! H he's waiting right now. He's he's just refreshing his phone, going. They usually put it up at eleven. Uh, uh, that was terrible. <laughs> they uh, usually. Uh... That's my dad. He's Triple H.
1: Well, uh, I mean, he he fucked up pretty bad on Monday. So I mean, we can go to that tape if you want.
0: I, you know what I I saw that on Twitter and there was no sound it just had the words I I still haven't seen the video so I know he fucked up I probably will just have to wait till Bachmania comes out and then I'll see it but
1: yeah oh you what? know one one thing too uh, speaking of fuck ups was Champa trying to destroy his ACL and MCL on that sunset bomb um uh, I don't know if Sheamus just flopped because he's you know almost almost three hundred pounds. Yeah. or if if champa just kind of screwed up the, the 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 landing that looked really bad i was like not you know people screw up moves all the time but it, it looked scary bad like oh fuck like i thought he was about to Sami zane you know when he threw his shoulder out getting all excited to fight cena that's what i thought we were about to witness and then i, I was worried they're gonna have to change the ending of the match and um gosh i hope champa's okay that that it looked really rough on tv
0: mike you just saw him on nxt you know those are oh my god yeah he's fine the
1: other thing do you do you think (laughs) did ricochet get hurt in his tag match on monday
0: uh i don't know why did you see something what do you mean
1: uh uh, there's just a spot where it looked like he kind of bumped his knee and then he wasn't getting tagged in for a little while and it it just it kind of had a weird flow to the tag match Mm. um i mean he still performed tuesday and wednesday uh but i just i don't i want this to work so much you know <laughs> i don't want vince to oh well, i see we got a couple of Dolph zigglers here you know they got hurt kind of and you know early early push so cancel it for the next five years um so i just well, i just, I just some... don't want a scenario like that
0: I, I don't know if we have to worry about that. I, I feel like there's got to be some awareness at this point where, uh, you know, the social media traction has been taken away from the WWE. The the amount of uh, their audience is at least watching other things and they can measure that and they can also see their own ratings are dropping. I, I don't know what's going on with the network subscriptions, but I, I, think, I think they know that... Uh, I think they know that it, it's okay to make these these changes and experiment like this, and I don't know. I, I just I think it would be different if like things didn't also turn out the way they did on Tuesday. You know, I I, I think I think it's fine, and I, I didn't hear anything about injuries, and I, I don't think that would slow them down anyway, because I don't know. I I hear you. I, I I didn't see any injuries. I didn't I didn't see any trouble, but you know, well. I don't know i <laughs> I, I just uh, i i didn't see anything so i i oh, hate to just say okay. no but that's that's where my well that's
1: maybe that's a good that's that's a good thing then you know maybe i was just being paranoid because i was just you know i wanted all four yeah, of these guys you, to look like a million bucks
0: you definitely sound su- you, you sound like you've been smoking and you're super paranoid right <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything to worry about there not yet i mean if it keeps happening I mean, think about the the parallels too or or like maybe um uh, i'm not gonna think the right word right now but to have uh finn balor and uh ricochet tag and then <laughs> ricochet has a has an injury that ruins his main roster push while he's tagging with finn balor uh it's it's almost poetry um just you know a really sad one by like ed gray poe or something um <laughs> any whoozles mike what what's your overall takeaway from this because i think i made it pretty clear like i i have my disney side of this i have my can you believe it that they actually won matches kind of side of this and then there's the you know the building up and eventually have three giant brands
1: well i wouldn't mind seeing that happen um it just it's something that you know we're gonna have to be a little patient for, and and see if that's you know I kind of mentioned it earlier. I don't I don't know if that's how they want to market it necessarily, if only because, whew, I don't know if that would then be in in creating a, a fourth brand per se, and I'm not counting NXT UK. I mean something you know in the U.S. Um, you know where they they would still have like a proving ground. You know uh, well, let me, instead uh... of instead of like I don't want NXT to become ECW where it's just you know you have all these extra guys who aren't quite you know the right shape or size to to get you know main event um matches you know for pay-per-views because um, that's what ecw was you were just booking you know the pre-shows or you know the second match on the card so that's well, that's riddle, what i'd want to avoid me. i like keeping it as kind of a special event so far
0: riddle me this mikey uh i was gonna say batman but uh i don't know is that is that still relevant yeah. Difference. Okay. Uh we've got we've got this idea of what NXT is supposed to be, right? And we've got all these guys that should probably get paid more and they should probably get paid main roster money. Right. Or they're going to go somewhere else. You've also got this expectation of what NXT should be. And they've done that to themselves, which is maybe the only negative. Like you mentioned the schmaz at uh the hands of Shayna baszler and her counterparts jessamine and help me out uh uh, and uh marina schaefer yes jessamine duke, duke marina,
1: marina.
0: yeah how many of those went i i will give you twenty dollars if you can name everyone that was involved in that schmaz and i'm not i can't do it i cannot i'm not trying right. to call you out
1: there was
0: off the bat off the top of my head uh <laughs> without even thinking and keep in mind i think zaya was was on the sidelines so zaya can't...
1: was on the sideline which hurts <laughs> my chances uh quite a bit um there there's was a lot of there's so a I'm lot of trying... people yeah a lot of people um okay there was uh, cedric alexander's wife there was um a
0: Candace maybe? I I don't think so.
1: I well, I think she was. Okay. Candace uh <laughs> Sorry? <Maybe.
0: laughs> uh, I think Candace so is a big maybe. Yep. Here's my point. Okay. I don't know if they want to do like so so these big moves have to come. And we hate it because we think the rosters are just getting that much bigger. But maybe if another show comes up
1: Oh, that's another thing I wanted to bring up too.
0: Alright, well let me finish my point and then we'll yeah, get into go yours. Ahead. So just remember it. I'll make well, my it's point still... and then we'll move on.
1: Yeah. It uh well it's still t- it ties into uh these these cameo call ups, but go ahead.
0: It, it, yeah, no, I I'm not saying we'll move I'm just saying we'll go to your point. Um my point being is they're they're starting this Performance Center thing where it's gonna be they're gonna do matches like live from the Performance Center. So now you're gonna be seeing these people just working out, doing these matches with with a still you know, like a camera that doesn't move. It's not gonna be dramatic. I wonder if there is a brand new change for NXT And you know what? Now that I think about it, maybe I should stop. Wasn't there supposed to be a big NXT announcement today?
1: I, he was there? I don't remember hearing about that.
0: I swear... You know what? Uh, when you start making your point, I'm going to start looking it up. Because maybe they mentioned it, and we're... <laughs> but I, I just feel like they're going to do something else to where these people can still learn how to wrestle. Because, again, I don't... I didn't recognize the the three ladies that came out to help Mia Yim. And I, I can... That's fine. I will admit it. That if somebody wants to... Do the the pro wrestler fan thing and go, Haha, I'm, I know wrestling, I know their names, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Go ahead, send us a message, let us know. But I think there's an opportunity here, or or maybe a change, to ensure that they don't ruin the brand of NXT by having shitty matches, because eventually they were gonna run out of people they could sign. I'm not saying that there uh, there aren't good wrestlers out there, but now that the competition is kind of heightened. And right. There's this uh, idea of like what it means to sign with WWE compared to AEW. You know, maybe that is going to hurt them, and they need to pull back in regards to what is is good enough to be on NXT. Um, so maybe that is what's going on. Uh, but what, uh, Mike? What was your point?
1: Um, well, I wish I'd written it down. Um... Oh, I know what it was. Well, uh, it's just it's one little baby point. Uh, if and it ties into giving these guys just cameos. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's a lot of regular main roster guys who obviously you know didn't get any TV time, and um, I just thought that it again tied into something that we we talk about a lot on this show. Why NXT is so successful is because it's only an hour, and you never get oversaturated with particular guys. If you're able to do these crossovers, if you're able to do these cameos, that means you know you you don't have to get force fed you know the same you know like Seth Rollins match every week or the exact same you know Drew McIntyre angle every week, and those are guys we love and they're really good at their jobs, but it it diminishes the mystique of their characters and their move sets if you you know every week it's like what does Seth Rollins have to have? 20,000 moves in his back pocket um no and it's it's something that you know makes velveteen dream more interesting it it makes you know champa matches a treat you know because the champ basically only fights at takeover events or you know some special occasion um and if he's on the main roster doing you know what they've been doing for years on raw and smackdown he'd be fighting every single week and they'd have to you know really accelerate any storylines he'd have with gargano you know with tag matches you've seen ten thousand times uh with mismatched you know partners and then solo matches with people doing run-ins so the bookings even letting this stuff marinate letting it you know give it some time don't give us these same guys every week because there's nobody who can you know tell us a brand new interesting story every week and not you know not get stale um this this furthers that opinion so it's i just can't talk i can't talk more you know either highly or positively of, of what transpired this week and I, I hope i hope they do more of this because you know we have that expectation of new guys coming around wrestlemania we undid that this year with the panic with the drop numbers and then we you know try to put ec3 lars sullivan Lacey alvin's nikki cross and heavy machinery and kind of a mixed bag of results there for sure um you yeah. know even that's even that's an optimistic way to look at it um but what they did this week i think is a much stronger way to introduce people to new characters
0: yeah no i i, I think that's a thousand percent correct and that that's probably part of the reason uh the rumors are out there that ac3's angry about his you know introduction into the main roster i mean really he should be if he's not like why the fuck would you keep him silent
1: yeah there's zero reason alistair black got more promo time than ec3 unacceptable
0: uh but yeah he he seems to be the only guy that's that's upset with this according to the rumor mill uh mike the big announcement which i just didn't even really consider a big announcement was uh the dusty roads classic so that's yeah i i mean it's it's fine uh, uh, i i wonder if uh you know this goes back to you know what this t- this still ties in hell yeah uh, Yeah. <laughs> i think there's a good possibility that the four names that they left off of their list for the dusty roads classic at least one of those teams could be from the main roster I think there's a good chance we could be seeing Sanity back down there Uh, I don't think I want to see like an AOP but uh, if Fandango and Tyler Breeze I think we know Tyler Breeze would get a huge uh, response and then of course uh, how about you know Zack Ryder and um, Kurt Kurt Hawkins get the win on the Dusty Roads Classic give give them three straight victories that'd be pretty cool
1: yeah this is uh i i think uh a good spot to do that um when they've done these uh, uh you know bracket tournaments you know the cruiserweights with the the may youngs um yeah. and then bringing back the dusty roads they've they've had some you know i don't want to call them legends but um you know you've had the tajiri's in there um God bless America. She's she would kill me if she was here. Uh you know, like we had Caitlin in this past May Young Classic. Um You know you know, characters like that. And I think that if you can bring in a main roster guy in there just to maybe win one round, you know, to get over the next you know, in the next round maybe, you know, take a pin to, you know, further legitimize a you know, a younger team. Um it's it's again just another way to benefit the whole roster. As we get farther and farther away from this, uh, you know, John Cena Superman booking and, you know, his booking that we started with, Hulk Hogan. Matt, was that a segue? Uh,
0: it, it was fine. <laughs> Not quite as good as a, as a Chris Jericho segue when he's, he's he just... Hits pause uh, on, uh, or he, he edits in his show uh, as if he's talking to everybody that he's interviewing, and just starts
1: doing his ads. <laughs> I... And that is, and that is a good question, but there's something else I want to get to, and it's me undies. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Chris. <laughs> now I gotta hit that 15 yeah. second fast forward button. Yeah.
0: You know I'm looking at your lats right now, and I'm just wondering, have you been doing, doing it, your
1: DDP, DDP yoga? yoga. <laughs> 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 Oh,
0: shit. Uh, fuck all right uh we just talked an hour about we mentioned <laughs> mia yim and matt riddle and then we got into the <laughs> nxt cameos because that is the thing we were most excited about mike i don't know about you i i think it's time we talk about kofi Kingston. oh wait you want you want to talk about hulk hogan oh my god that went right over my head <laughs> <laughs> uh um. I don't want Chris to spend Hemsworth too much time on this, up. but... Yeah, I, I thought it could have been a fun little banter conversation, but now that we're talking and we've got all these fun, th- like, real things to talk about, well, it's Chris Hemsworth's going to be Hulk Hogan. Um, that's fine. Yeah,
1: it just sounds like... I, I don't know if they really didn't think people were going to watch this movie. Uh, I mean, you're going to get all those wrestling nerds. They're all going to watch it, so... I, yeah. I don't really get the Chris Hemsworth booking, Um he looks nothing he's way too handsome to be hulk hogan um and, and, and maybe he's gonna get the physique but i mean historically hogan's always been kind of he's muscly but he's always been a little rotund you know what i mean uh, i think they
0: should have just gone with liam neeson because uh he's already racist so it would have oh. just made more sense
1: yeah where was mel gibson uh <laughs>
0: Gibson wasn't available? They could have had He's got nothing going on. Come on. Like uh that Bob Dylan movie. They just had all the most
1: racist actors. Are you kidding me? We couldn't have got one of those Duck Dynasty guys? They're not doing anything <laughs> right now. Matt, hot tag, did we need do we need this movie? No! We, we
0: already have a better one that's called the Wrestler. And it's about Randy the Ram, and you actually <laughs> care about him, and he's a sympathetic figure, not this sack of shit that's got millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. like, how? what story are you possibly going to tell that is going to make me care about Hulk Hogan? We already know he doesn't care about the industry. He's a millionaire right now, so he, it's not like he he's struggling. He got right. in trouble for, for saying things he shouldn't have said. What is possibly going to be in this movie?
1: I don't know. I, they really missed the mark because I, I don't think that there's people clamoring for more, more no. Hulk Hogan content. Uh, I, I f- they should have done Macho Man.
0: It's it's you know what that I was thinking it should there should have been like a Mean Gene movie or something you know, like there's got to be stories out there of all the shit that he had to go through. I you know Mike I'd be more excited, and and if eric bischoff is listening he's gonna come right through his jeans i'd be more excited for an eric bischoff movie than could you have you heard about his life no the jobs that he's done oh my god and then just kind of sneaking his way into pro wrestling that that would be an interesting story or the paul Heyman stuff where he he was lying to people to like get into buildings those are interesting stories. Oh yeah, gonna, he used to make think... up
1: press passes and he pretended he was a photographer when somebody got sick yeah. and there he was outside the ring and then he got himself into a dusty roads meeting and you know, took off from there. Who who knows how much of that's even true, but it's still more interesting than whatever this Hulk Hogan movie's going to be. Oh my
0: god. Like what are they going to talk about the the struggle where he was in a Rocky movie and then years later he became the biggest pro wrestling star to ever be? what's the struggle what are we worried about oh he took steroids and then he stopped
1: Uh, and they have i think they have said they've confirmed that it's not gonna be a movie that takes place now you know where he's you know kind of washed up and
0: not with hemsworth (laughs)
1: um but uh, maybe the macho man one is just a little too dark like a lot of those story a lot of those Angles that he did with Miss Elizabeth, like that, there was some truth to that. Like he was really possessive of her, and I think he 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 had certain libations that you know I don't know if I don't know if it would necessarily paint him in the best light. So maybe maybe that's why he wasn't chosen for something like that. You know, it's not quite you know the Chris Benoit story, but you know it's not going to make you think fondly of the Macho Man like we do now.
0: Well. Let's move on to some more fun things, because you're right. I mean, Macho is probably a better choice, but it would be rough. Uh, But what's not rough and is tickling the WWE universe is Kofi Kingston, baby! (laughs) Getting his WWE title shot. You know what's great? My favorite part about this was Oh, please
1: be Biggie. 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 Biggie.
0: Oh, well. Oh, good. Yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah. Um, My favorite part about this was on Elimination Chamber Night, all the racist people that were just saying, like, hey, he's still, he does I don't care what anybody says. He's just, it was a great Elimination Chamber match, but he doesn't deserve a WWE title shot. Who the fuck are you? These are all actors. Nobody really deserves this title that doesn't exist. Shut the fuck up. The guy's been around for 11 years. There's nobody that deserves a title shot more than Kofi Kingston god yep. damn you racist motherfuckers jesus christ but this is that's why this felt so good because fuck you you know well i don't know i guess the vendetta shouldn't be number one the number one thing should be good for kofi but um you know i we know he's probably not gonna win right i i don't know mike do we want to get into the rumors that i read before we the show started
1: i i want to hear what rumors you heard i i can't believe they're gonna let him win
0: uh, the rumor is this is the end of the new day.
1: Ooh. Uh,
0: one of the two who are not in the battle, so that would be Xavier and, uh, and or Big E, maybe both, will, uh, get jealous? I just, it must be Big E, cause, uh, Xavier's always been, like, pushing Kofi, you know, uh, but the story is that, uh, the one I read was that it would be Big E is gonna crash the party, be jealous, and, uh, end it for Kofi, end the new day, end all the, the glory and greatness, and...
1: Hmm, well, it's not that, you know, that story would be remotely boring, it's just, um, what I was gonna say, you know, b- b- with that rumor in mind and it it does kind of allude to what i mentioned a second ago was big e we finally got to see him do the oh city that we're wrestling in you know Yeah. um and as much as i love kofi and he's you know been in the game forever um not getting a shot with gold um it really feels like he's the least charismatic of the three new day members
0: he did have a uh, better promo than Sasha and uh, Bailey. He though. did,
1: yeah. That um, was one of his best promos. I just feel like Big E or Xavier would do a much better job as you know maybe maybe a heelish uh, champion in some capacity. Yeah. Um. And Z- uh, uh Kofi is you know he's just he's a pleasant man. I just don't think he's got the you know like the facial expressions that. Big E has and I feel like that New Day really took off when Xavier started taking control and you know, inputting more and more of his personality in there cuz he's he's the video game guy, he's the anime guy. Um he's the one who really you know, kind of forced those guys to start incorporating that into their entrances, especially at WrestleMania's and he's the idea man. Uh Big E's the big guy, you know, he's he's got the beef. He's got beef. Um and my God, he he does an entrance that gets everybody up on their feet, you know, with just that announcement. Um, Kofi's a hell of a workhorse. I just, uh, there's other members of New Day I would probably go with to be my, my champion and somebody who's got to make, you know, radio show appearances and, you know, be on TV and be on ESPN. And it's nothing against Kofi. It's just, you know, I some people are, you know, have different skill sets, and I think that's that's where Biggie or Xavier would come in and really, really succeed in those roles.
0: No, so, I, I, I agree. Um,
1: uh, I know. So it's you know, in the short term, it was amazing. Like that crowd was, you know, a complete one hundred and eighty from the bullshit we saw on Monday uh sunday night of elimination chamber they were dying for every false finish for kofi you know just pleading and trying to cheer his you know his his triumph over you know the evil vegan daniel Bryan. um yeah. so this definitely feels like it fast lane. they're gonna try and you know give us a little false hope but as a wrestling you know uh witness um it it, I, it wouldn't be a great booking decision to have you know, Kofi winning that in that way. You know, I don't think it would be as big of a um, you know a moment if he you know won it on a lesser pay per view. Like either you either go all in or you don't do it.
0: Do you think maybe they should have just had a back and forth of Kofi winning at Elimination Chamber and then Daniel winning at uh, Fastlane?
1: maybe i mean one scenario i could see if they if they you know they do see that they got lightning in a bottle right now is you know see if they give kofi you know the pay-per-view win but let daniel take the title back on tuesday you know to defend it at wrestlemania something like that. that that wouldn't surprise me
0: i like that uh i mean that that was that was definitely something i I was even, like, trying to tell myself during the
1: match, where I was like,
0: they could do that. They could give it to Kofi now, and then Daniel will just take it back. It's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, Daniel Daniel is the, you know, the monster character on SmackDown. There's there's no reason for him not to have a championship. Um, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere to become a, a more than capable heel. He's, you know, one of the best heels in all of WWE right now. Um So you want to give those characters, you know, a championship and, you know, uh, make it a, make it a real, it's, I'm not, you know, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. You already know, but it's like, it's the smart money's on Daniel holding that belt. And it it would be cool to have a, you know, moment for Kofi, but I, I, if I had a vote, I was in that writer's room, I would not pick Kofi. I, I get that he's been there a long time, you know, that he's, he's, You know he's definitely put in the effort. He's you know bled for this company and for our entertainment for a long time. But I don't I don't think he's as good as his tag team partners. So if I go my whole life without Kofi winning a title, okay. But Xavier or Big E not getting some sort of singles run, I think it would just be surprising because I think they would be very good at it.
0: Man, you're so racist. Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, I think I I would definitely agree with you. I just, I I think they, when you strike gold like this, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll I'll say my, my final thought is they probably did miss the mark and they should have just had them win it at elimination chamber, but it's kind of hard to, to gauge that, you know, like to go, this is the right time. I think I think one of the problems that they have with their storytelling is they don't take those chances enough and and they're always trying to um, you know they let guys get really close and then they take it away and then a guy like Kofi will get he'll get this title shot and he'll never see it again. you know also put in Finn Balor in there. It's just they get so close, but they never really become that guy you know that next that next John Cena. you know I, I would put that name in there the guy that, that, that is our hero and does get the job done um, I, I, I'm I I'm getting a little tired of that story tell- telling and I, I think there's, there's room for giving us you know some hope every once in a while I guess I shouldn't complain too much only because AJ Styles held on to the title for a full year but you know then on the other brand we're seeing that same story every other month where some guy gets a shot but it's just not enough Hmm. do you want to talk uh ty dillinger how about that segue uh requesting his release
1: yeah um you know that's probably just a benefit it's going to really benefit him because he's he's totally lost in the shuffle and he doesn't have the resume that you know like dean ambrose has where you know at least ambrose is (laughs) The guy guy leaving the company is getting more TV time than, you know, half the characters on the the roster. Um,
0: I mean, he's been on our list for a while of guys who, you know, when you think about the inevitable cuts, it's kind of like there never really was a place for him. You know, maybe there was a place on NXT, but there wasn't one on the main roster, so...
1: Well, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like my opinion differed from many people with with Ambrose. They didn't like when he was kind of making jokes. And uh, I I meant Ty. Oh, sorry. I thought okay. Um, with Ty, um, I feel like for WWE they're not going to see either of those guys leaving as a huge loss. I feel like they're going to see them in the same way they saw the Cody Rhodes dismissal, where you know talented guys who you know have high You know, have a high ceiling, but not, like, face of the company ceiling. So they're not, you know, it's not like they're saying goodbye to, you know, not not even like a John Cena, but I think they would put a lot of value into, like, you know, Roman Reigns or even the way they treat Velveteen Dream. He gets a lot of prominent spots, and um, they kind of let him do whatever he wants as far as, you know, that, you know, Call Me Up Vince and, you know, the Hulk Hogan references, his whole half of his moveset is macho man yeah um, I,
0: it kind of feels like it's it's like this difference of like the golden state warriors and like the houston rockets right now because i just I, I was watching uh i was watching the fight of the rockets and the lakers and just kind of seeing i'm not a huge nba fan but seeing all the faces that are on the houston rockets right now oh boy <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's like a who's who of a almost shoulda coulda you know what have kind of guys
1: yeah um uh, yeah it's not i think that's an okay analogy um i just mean because you're also throwing in james harden and chris paul and clint capella who are three all nba players so
0: well i just yeah and and that's the point uh because you've got you've got the carmelo anthony's but then that's not to say that those guys are bad at basketball, but they're not going to win the title anytime soon,
1: right? Win, you know, and I don't, I don't even There's see them. One team. I, um, I don't know Dillinger. We we didn't get a lot of opportunities to learn who he was. We know he liked counting to ten. Um, you know, he he was basically an entrance. Um, I don't think his move set was you know otherworldly, and it's. It's only because of how how amazing the competition is. Like, can you imagine Ty Dellinger fighting, you know, like in the in the late 90s? he. I mean, his moveset, he kind of looks like Owen Hart. Um, you know, he's got the grappling. He's um, got the flexibility, you know, like on the um, shoulder lock exchanges. He's really good at that. It's just he's not as good as, you know, a striker is like, uh, um, alistair black he's not as you know uh um um well, i mean de- you- like dexterous on the ropes like an andrade like he, he just he's not as as amazing as those other guys and it's just more a testament to how strong the competition is than a negative against him
0: yeah and and since we always talk about how loaded the rosters are it's just inevitable um but one guy and tell me if you're ready to wrap up, because I know my headphones are beeping at me right now saying that they're about to run out of batteries. But one guy that you got to make room for, Mike,
1: oh, is Kevin yeah. Owens. I, I, yep, yep.
0: And I think he's well on his way to being the replacement for Kofi Kingston in the uh, WWE title feud. I, I don't know if there's any denying that or any other fantasy booking that could make Kevin Owens uh, or his return uh, more like more what he deserves um but damn i is there anything else that happens is there any way he's not fighting daniel bryan for the wwe title going into wrestlemania
1: um yes uh they might wait till the day after wrestlemania they might wait till you know let him fight uh seth rollins you know it's it's always more interesting to give it to the heel and you know seth is the face you know going into his match against lesnar and they're they're doing some seed planting as far as taking that belt away from him. that that would be a feud i can invest in is owens and seth rollins i you know whoever owens is fighting is is you know must see tv because he's so damn entertaining
0: well i'll make the argument here and i know that we know kevin owens as a heel but these videos that he's putting out he doesn't You know, he's not coming off as like, uh, I don't know, like a like a daisy or whatever. But he he's coming off pretty relatable and and like I'm gonna say, kind of kind of coming around as like human. You know, like I I think these videos aren't just like Kevin Owens saying, "All right, you want me to do a video? This is what I'm gonna do." I don't think it's that. I I think these have purpose. I think they're throwing his his son into these videos for a reason. I think I think they are building him up as like, all right, the fans never want to boo Kevin Owens, so he's just gonna come out and be a douchebag, but he'll be a lovable douchebag. Like, that's what it feels like to me, and that's that's where I see, like in my head, that's where I go, okay, he's he's top of the card. They're trying to turn him into someone that people can get behind, at least. What I'm dissecting from these videos. So, where's that best spot? And we know, you know, we love Kofi, but we know he's not winning. And there's going to be need for a a big matchup going into WrestleMania. And since we've already got some bookings that'll revolve around, you know, the, um, the casual fan, I can't, I don't know, this just seems like the perfect way to get the the pro wrestling fan uh involved in in wrestlemania or interested
1: yeah i i hope he's healthy enough i just i know the way they like to do storylines for mania they they don't like to have as little time to build as they are with this one but they Um, don't
0: have anything for the wwe championship right now well
1: we'll think of something that's it what just I'm seems saying. like you can't it just... say,
0: "Well, think that's the point." There's I mean, something... with
1: I mean with somebody already active, uh, you know, something to do with AJ Styles. I think they maybe just didn't oh, want to do AJ every single month. So it, you know, it's still it is still AJ Styles, and it, you know, maybe they finally get a good match between. them um but i think you're right on the money kevin owens is um it's one of the t-shirts i regret not owning i, I need something of his um but yeah i love that bit he did with his son and the popcorn i, I give you twenty dollars what do you mean there's no change you got a popcorn and a soda where's the rest of my money And his kid's just laughing just kind of shrugging <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I, we're in for a treat i mean we got we got so much more on the way um then we're gonna start building a fast lane and in some way it looks like we might get an Oscar and mandy rose match my god who who thought they'd be saying that um yeah talk about no build yeah, right
0: <laughs> match. what do we have like three weeks before fast lane
1: yep uh, uh yeah we're we're pushing uh over an hour here um
0: I thought we were going to do it today. I thought we were
1: going to hit an hour, but... I know, but it was such a good NXT week. We had this, you know, we had, we were too excited. We couldn't do a short one.
0: <laughs> we never do.
1: <laughs> we, we almost did last week because NXT sucked so much, but NXT, you know, they did it again. They're back.
0: All right. So, we are wrapped up uh head over to bod for all those blogs we never write for the other 66 episodes of the brothers of discussion uh check out at bod podcast and please if you could if you're a long-time listener short or if you're fan, an error
1: if you're a new listener like eric bugenhagen
0: yeah go to go to itunes uh subscribe and review because it's gonna help us build the show we want to get noticed and we would absolutely love it and, and adore you. And we will call you out and read your review. You'll get famous. Uh, yes, and to we're gonna try right to interview
1: now. Eric Bugenhagen for episode sixty-nine. Oh jeez! <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, we'll start shoot for that the stars. <laughs> no! All right, everybody. That's Brothers of Discussion, episode sixty-seven. Two away from sixty-nine. 69 we next week
1: oh yeah oh we didn't even talk about heavy machinery man they had a strut off with lazy evans hot tag greatest segment of all time
0: everybody already tuned out so i'll say hell yeah
1: oh yeah we're coming all wait right. are they gonna have a new manager no all right that's the all way, right everybody. that's another hot week see ya